I've never been at a place where I could not. I've never been in a place where I couldn't pay my bills. I've never been in a place where I was hungry growing up. I never was like in that place where I was like, oh, how am I going to pay? Forget. I remember in college having $30 in my bank account and being like, I got $30 yeah, in my bank account. I was like account. rich. I <laughs> am. You can't, I'm unstoppable. But also, I also stayed at my friend's house um, for a week and her boyfriend fed both of us. Shout out to uh, Brian. But so when I had $30 in my bank account, I felt like I was fine. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, I'm going to be home. It's I've never been, I've always known, I was like, you can always get money. Yeah. Always get money. That's real. Always get money. And me and my friend just say, if you chase money, you'll never catch it. That's so real. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Me and another comic, Lace Larrabee, are starting a um, started a lip gloss line to sell his merch on the road, but also like to promote other comics. Cool. So the model is basically, you know, we have the we have our colors that we sell, and then we want to be able to have other comics sell as well, just because it's just hard to have merch on the road. Like t-shirts are a nightmare. Yeah, sizing. All, this, all yeah. the sizing yeah. and all the other stuff. Packing a whole other suitcase. Mailing stuff to the club. This is literally something you can like have in your own suitcase. Yeah. And because like selling merch is just like, you know, for some comics, it's passive income or some comics like supplements what they're doing. Yeah. But it's really hard to set the whole thing up. Yeah. So basically, like we're going through all the kinks of it. So like when we bring other comics on, it's either, you know, they pick their color, they pick a name of the color based off like their personality or one of their jokes. And then, you know, we send them a box. We send them everything just ready to go. So they're just kind of. Yeah, it's like plug and play. It's plug and play. It's like, here's my colors that I want. You know, we design a box with them and it's like, okay, here's your box. And it's everything's bright. It's called Giggle Gloss. So smart, too, because I feel like it's the thing that women always, they're watching another woman do anything. Yes. And all they're thinking is, what lipstick shade is that? Yeah, what lipstick shade is that? You're like, what do you wear? It's so smart. Where did you get this dress? Yeah. Does it have pockets? Of course it has pockets. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to, because my mother has been saying for years, y'all should start a lip gloss line. Y'all should start a lip gloss line. And so it was, I had a little bit of time one day and I was like, okay, well, what if we started lip gloss like because you know lace she just did america's got talent and she's you know she's starting to headline and you know we've been friends since 2010 and this is like one of my best friends like my sister so it's like okay if i'm gonna do this who am i gonna do this with i'm gonna do it with her cool so you know the it was a lot of trial and error it was a lot of trial and error um <laughs> i don't know how people don't do this with lots of like you have to it's expensive yeah Cause like I set this budget and I was like, oh, fuck, we're about to blow through our budget. But the fun thing about my budgets is that 
technically I don't need them. So. <laughs> You give yourself parameters. Yes, it's just like, don't, in case. Yeah. Don't go nuts. Yeah. But if you have to go nuts, you can go right. nuts. You've got the room. So you've got the that's room. the main thing I'm promoting right now. We're trying yeah, we're launching April first. So it's like, we'll try Valentine's Day. We'll try Women's History Month. Oh man. Isn't that the way? Yes. Launching is hard. Launching it's is very so hard. hard. And all the best laid plans end up failing. Cause you especially when you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And had you ever done like, had you started a business venture before beyond like your career? Had you ever done like products and, or was this the first time for all of it? Oh no, I used to have a, um, I had my first business when I was nine years old. That's amazing. What was so, it? When we moved back to Miami, my mother had a clothing business um, where she made little girls clothes and she also sold hair. So, you know, we were, we had this flea market in Florida city and um, she had a booth and I'd help sell the clothes. I'd have the little outfits on. And one day I was like, Mama, I wanted, because I would see people selling toys. And I was like, I can sell toys. I'm a child. It makes sense. And so I was like, Mama, I want to sell toys. And people were like, oh, my God, you have to sell your own toys. And I was like, is that what you thought I just said? I didn't say I sold my toys. My mother took me to the wholesale place. Right, right. Where she bought the hair. Yes. And they also, you know, another wholesale place had toys. And, you know, she gave me a budget. And I picked out the toys that I wanted. And then she gave me a little fanny pack and a receipt book. And she wrote um, inventory numbers on the back of everything. So I had to keep my own inventory. That's so cool. So, yes. Thank you. So it was time to, like, get more stuff. It's like, okay, I need more water guns. I need more little golf sets. I need more of these cheap, flammable dolls. And so, yeah, the first business I had, I was nine years old. I'm very tired. Um, (laughs) And then as as I got older, like, if I needed, like, we still had a bunch of these toys left when we moved back to Atlanta. So I was like, let's see if I can hawk some more. So we probably still have them at my mother's house. Oh, that's hilarious. Some of the ones that didn't sell in the garage. And then in college, I started a uh, custom gift business because I had a lot of friends get married. Like, I think I went to five weddings my senior year of high school. It's a very Southern, very white college. Um, and these girls just... Oh, yeah, man. They got to get that ring. What I, is it? Ring before spring. Um, and I'm very envious of them because... Some of them are now like, you know, I mean, technically they would be married for at least 15 yeah. years. Yeah. And most of them stayed together. Yeah. I don't know the state of their marriage. It's none of my business. All I know is per Instagram and Facebook, this heifer is still with her husband. And that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know about what's going on over their house and who they serve. But so I started doing like custom gifts for people, like doing like blessing boxes for my friends that were getting married, uh, like just custom stuff. And then got out of college is the same thing and I started um so from that I, started, I did like jewelry so I've made handmade jewelry so I learned because like what I would always do like crafting growing up so like my mom would always get me like the like the I had a paper bead set or I had like the easy to do fashion machine where you're making like clay jewelry or hair ties or something like that so I've always made things I also help her used to help her make clothes yeah so I was like nine and ten like cutting out the patterns like I knew how to use a sewing machine all of that and then in college, I have a theater degree, so it was always building something, painting something, acting, all this other stuff. So when I got out of school, I was like, I need to make some extra monies on top of the day jobs that I would always have. So, yeah, I had a jewelry business. I used to go to different events selling jewelry. Cool. What, like earrings, bracelets? Earrings, rings? bracelets, necklaces. Um, all this stuff. Just Anna Michaels. Yeah. Just Anna Michaels. I can say that I'm the first person to ever make feather earrings. <laughs> uh, and this, I don't know if they did it before. 
But I remember, like, because my mother was like, you should contact Target and all these other people, try to design for them. I was like, this, I was like, it was very difficult. And then one day I was like making peacock feather earrings that I'd never seen them. And I could sell them for like 20 bucks a pair. Yeah. And they only cost like, I don't know, maybe $2, $3 to make, maybe four. And one day I was just walking through Target and I saw all these earrings with feathers on them. And I was like, I'm going to murder somebody. <laughs> I'm going to end somebody's like, life today. Who was at my college? Right. Barbecue festival. <laughs> you saw me selling this jewelry. Oh my god! But I have all of the displays. So like all of like the spinning displays. I would go to these wholesale places. And so when I do something, yeah, because like I knew the branding. I had business cards and I had stamps on my my cards. Jewelry hung on had um, branding on them. So uh, Lace was saying she's like she was just telling me she's like you like little stuff, and I was like I like things to be a certain way i like i have a aesthetic i'm going yes. for and it's in my mind and it needs to be this thing yes and whatever yeah. price point i'm at right so when i didn't have if I, when i wasn't where i am now it still looked good yeah yeah it still looked. i figured out a way to make it look good my mother showed me how to do it that's awesome um she taught me how to price my um my pieces so because apparently i was selling them for I wasn't selling them for enough money. Yeah. Because I saw a girl on t- um, TikTok last night and she does like these stretchy beaded bracelets and she sells them for a dollar a piece. And yeah. I wanted to message her and go, these yeah. don't cost enough yeah. money. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like, um, not to speak for everybody, but I feel like women, especially in business, are the worst at that because you're. it's like, mm, can I, do you? And you don't understand margin. Like if you're making something for $4 and selling it for 20, that's incredible. Right. But if you're making something... Like and passing through costs are probably losing at a dollar a piece. You're losing. And I'm money. looking at all the beads she has yeah. on the bracelet. Yeah. Like when my mother was teaching me about the pricing, I was saying she was like, so she said for a pair of earrings, how much does it cost? Because I would get these feather sets that they used to sell um, at Hobby Lobby. And other people hate that place. Keep your eye roll to yourself. It was, <laughs> it was. What do you want from me? So, but it was these gorgeous. Set. It was like all these different. It took so much work out of my hand. Because they were already like color matched and everything, yeah. and there were different layers, and it was already wrapped at the top. So all I had to do was just put a little clasp on it yeah. and put it here. And I was like, "This is the perfect. Thank thing. you." Yeah. So my mother was like, "How much does it cost you to make these earrings?" I was like, "Okay." So what was funny is that the earrings would come in a pack of it was three. Which why are you selling odd numbers? You know, people have two ears. Why sell odd when people's bodies are even? And so buy two packs, get six earrings, right? So out of one pair of earrings, it was like it was. Four dollars, right? And then my mother said, "Okay, what all do you need to make a pair of earrings?" I said, "No." She said, "Every single piece. What is it?" I was like, "Okay, there's the feathers, and then there's the clasp, and then there's the jump ring, and then there's the eye hook." And she said, "Okay, how much does each of those, a pack of those, cost?" And I was like, "Well, I can get sixty jump rings in a pack." She said, "You don't have to break it down to cents if you don't want to." So it was like the earrings was four, and then the pack of class was like three, and then the jump rings was another like four, and then the ear hooks was another four, right? So she was like, all right, we got four, four, 12, boom, 15, right? So this is $15. She's like, so let's break it down so you can do those in the sense. I said, okay, so to make a pair of earrings costs six bucks. She said, now, how long does it take you to make it? I said, I don't know, 10 minutes. She said, you pay yourself for an hour. And so she said, how much would you pay yourself for an hour? I said, well, when I work in an office, I get paid $10 an hour. She said, okay, 
So these earrings need to be at least $15. Exactly. That's exactly. at least how much they need to be. Yeah. Because also, because I used to manage an auto body shop when I first got out of college. And so and I used to date a mechanic because I um, had a used car. <laughs> and I found out that, like, so for him to do an oil change, my ex, for him to do an oil change, he would get paid $80 for two hours. But he could do an oil change in 15 minutes. But he was always going to get paid $80. Yep. Now, sometimes, now the other flip side of that is if there's an issue, if this, you know, something's not going the way it's supposed to, you could take four hours. It could take four hours. It could take six hours. It could take two days. Yep. But you're still getting paid for two hours. Yep. So for me, it was okay, how much does it cost to make this? And so that's how I learned for the pricing for this at the same time. So once I got to this point, well, now we're doing this lip gloss business, it's, I don't have to, I don't have to pay myself because I'm not putting, because there are literally girls like with the machine putting the lip gloss yeah. in the tube. Yeah. And I was looking at it and I was like, like I do not have time for that. Not only do yeah. I have time for that. I don't what kind of sanitary condition I don't have the good point. I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have it to be filling up the now and it could be more cost effective, but if you don't have the time to do it, yeah. That's not gonna I don't listen, I don't need to be mixing up lip gloss in my house. I don't. God bless the girl that can. But also, I have also have other. I'm still doing stand up on the weekends. Yeah, daily show. Yeah, the voice of a cartoon. Plus, I still got to audition. Yeah, plus I still got to do stuff. Like, it's yeah, like, ah. it's like one of the best lessons I think we can learn is to do the things only you can do. Mm-hmm. Only you can do your stand up. Only you can do daily show. Only you can audition. Right. Someone else can fill the lip gloss tubes. Yeah, yeah. It's that just a, a better use of your time. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99. And sofas at five ninety nine ninety nine. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And that's what I think I had to figure out is what's the best use of, because it's like, I can figure out the branding, I can figure out the logo, I can figure out all of this. So when we got to, you know, how much to sell them for, it's, okay, what is the cost? Mm-hmm. And then what is the profit margin that we want? And so you, it's not a huge, you know, it's not a huge profit margin, but it's also like, this is, one, this makes it worthwhile for us to do this. But then also it's not just us. It's 
because we want to showcase other comics. Mm-hmm. Like, say you were a comic, you're like, okay, I want to sell merch on the road, but I don't have whatever. Because, like, I was thinking about doing my, like, one of my friends was like, what if you sell your jewelry as merch on the road? I said, that's another thing yeah. that I have to yeah. think about. Yeah. Just- because that was a whole job for me. And I was like, what if this went back? What if this, cont- what if this just stayed a hobby? Yeah. Or it's, hey, I made my friend a pair of earrings for something fun. Or I made myself, myself a pair of earrings for something fun. I was like, it was something where I was like, I was still too attached to it. And so then I'm caught up in the branding. I was like, so now it's, which pair of these earrings sold? Okay, which, which you know, it's because I hand make everything. Yeah. So that's it, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So now I'm like trying to keep up with my inventory <laughs> for my own merch. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm okay. Yeah. Because when I thought out about it, I was like, okay. And then it's like, because I know how I would want it to be set up. So while I'm at a show, that means that I'm, so I'm on the road. I have to take the displays with me. I have to take all of the stuff with me. And then who's going to be selling it. Right. Because do you travel by yourself or you have some? Sometimes I, I'm, now I am to the point where I can bring someone to open for me. Yeah. And I don't think people realize how as a comic, the first couple years of your career, you're by yourself a lot. Meaning by yourself, like setting everything up or by yourself, like lonely because you're on the road. You're just on the road by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So it's you're traveling by yourself. You're in some random city. You don't. You're in Madison, Wisconsin by yourself. You're in how do you Wisconsin. even know? This is a dumb question, but how do you even know to like go to Madison? Like is a manager going, here's your next 10 stops or yeah. you're Okay. Okay. So you have a booking agent. So it's either it. your manager or your booking agent, and they're book you. So you, you know, you see people's calendars. Our friends are booked out to the end of the year. So like wow. one of my friends, Shane Torres, um, I've just had his album taping on, uh, no, his special taping, sorry, last Saturday, and it's going to be a great special. I'm so proud of him. Um, he's on the road 200 days a year. Oh, that's so stress. I mean, yes. you know what? For some people, though, maybe they dig it. That makes them feel good. They like the energy of of that. Oh, God, I'm too much of a homebody. I freaking love He's a my bed. Comic. Yeah. What would you say is more average? Is that a lot or that's pretty like, no, that's most a, people I are. go out, I mean, because of Daily Show, I only go out two weekends a month. Okay. And does that feel, do you get excited for that still? Or are you kind of like, oh man, I got to go to like it's Baltimore. Two, I mean, one, it's, you know, sometimes you're like, all right, I got to go to Michigan. Um, and it's snowing and they're still going to do the show. And you're like, oh, fuck, y'all do this all the time. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of times you're just like, you're just tired. So this weekend, this last weekend, I, I, I had to work, so I couldn't go on the road. But the weekend before that, so the last week in February, I was in L.A. And then the first week of March, I was in Seattle. And then the following weekend, I was in Michigan. And then I still have shows and stuff and auditions and meetings and podcasts and stuff during the week. And it's so funny because I said to one of my friends, I was like, ah, I think I'm so lazy. And he was like, I will fight you. <laughs> he said, like, you're the busiest person. I'm so no. busy, yeah. But sometimes it's like when you feel like you have downtime, you feel like you should be doing something. And it's like, because there's always something is, to do. Is that something that's happened since your career became bigger? Or do you feel like you've always had that energy of like, I got to go. I got to be doing something. I think I've always been like, I got to go because I've always felt like I was lazy, mm. which is weird because I've always had multiple jobs. Yeah. You literally started your first business when you were nine. Yeah. I've <laughs> always had multiple jobs. I worked all through high school. I had an internship. It was so funny because my the summer between high school and college, I was like, 
I'm going to take this summer off because I'm going to work for the rest of my life, which, you know, very smart of a uh, 17-year-old me. But, you know, I've been on unemployment four times just because this was, we've all been through a layoff. If you've yep. worked, by yep. the time you hit a certain age, you've been laid off before for yep. the most part. For anyone who doesn't want to get on unemployment because they think it's like welfare, it's not. You literally paid for it. Yeah. Because unemployment, people don't realize it's unemployment insurance. Right. So for someone who got laid off, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. The word in unemployment that you're not thinking about is unemployment insurance. So what the federal government did was basically set up a savings account for you. And so every time you've had a job, your job has paid. So you know all those lines on your tax return, on your, uh, on your paycheck? <laughs> yep. One of those is unemployment. Right. Every job you've ever had, you have paid into unemployment and your job is paid into unemployment. So if you ever lose your job through no fault of your own, so people who quit a job and try to get unemployment, that's not how unemployment works. You cannot quit and then go collect unemployment because then no one would work. That's not how this works. Right. So if you have lost your job and your job was like, hey, you know how you do this job? We don't need you no more. You can go down to the unemployment office and said, hey, all of this money that the federal government has been taking out of my paycheck since I started working when I was 15 can I have some? Yeah. Can I have some? Because one of my friends, she just got laid off from her job. And she's like, I've been paying on unemployment for 30 years. I said, please go get your money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Go get your money. What are you talking about? <laughs> you paid for this. The government is like this. So it's a very intelligent thing. The government was like, oh, fuck. If somebody gets laid off, we can't have everyone destitute. Right. This factory closes. Right. We can't have anarchy in the streets. So... Go get your money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people think it's like welfare. And it's like it's not, it's not a handout. You literally worked for that. For that. Yeah. The government said, I'm gonna take a couple of dollars from you and put it over to the side just in case your job can't make it. Let me set this over here for you right quick. Go get your money. Yeah. I hope this helps somebody. I hope somebody who's just like, I don't know how to pay my rent and they should have filed. I don't know what it is, but I've, I mean I've there's people that I've known, they're like, oh, I'm not gonna I was like, it's your yeah. the number of people that I've had to explain unemployment to. It's the wildest thing to yeah. me. Well, I think most people don't know how so many parts of government systems work because it's so fucked up. It's yeah. such a mess. Oh. And you're like, I'm just over here trying to survive. I, You're not paying attention to that piece. One of my friends said the funniest thing. She was like, when she got married, she was like, she was thinking about changing her last name to her husband's last name. And there's multiple reasons why she didn't do it. One of the reasons was that she was going to have to go to multiple places to change her name. And she was like, well, I just got married. They can't tell people. I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, well, don't they tell? I was like, you think that the marriage license office is going to call Social Security and the DMV? Yeah. He's like, well, yeah. And I was like, but what if you didn't want to change your name? Then they would have changed your name and then you would have to get your name unchanged. Yeah. She's like, I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. I can just tell them I want to get my name changed. And I was like, where do you think you live? 350 million people live here. Where do you think this is? Right. This is some tiny island nation. We all know each other. And everybody went to the wedding. Girl, what? What party did you vote for? What is happening? Where, where are you? It's very perplexed as to why she thought that's how America worked. Right. Right. I was like, God bless. Yeah. I love you so much. That's but 
yeah, it's just all of these little things. But it's like when I was on unemployment, I was selling, I was doing kids' birthday parties. Yeah. So I used to do crafts at kids' birthday parties. I'm just, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. But it's like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. So it's like, I have to do. Yeah. But there are days where my my therapist was like, you need to learn self-care. I was like, ma'am, I'm a Southern black woman. (laughs) As long as my hair and my nails are done, that's my self-care. That's your self-care. We're not allowed to do. I don't know what these other things. Yeah. What else is involved in this self-care thing? Right. Black Southern woman. Not allowed to worry about what everyone else comes first. Yeah. So it's a it's interesting. It's a rewiring. Yeah. It reminds me. I think I've quoted this a thousand times, but uh, I heard Tyler Perry say once, "If you've ever been hungry, then you'll never be full." Um. And I feel like if you've ever been in those places, which I have many times, where you're like, "I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. I'm paying for gas." in my car with quarters that I found like under the seat. If you've ever had that kind of stress and for long periods of your life, I feel like it's like, no matter what you do, it's never, you're always like, I gotta, I gotta make more money. I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta. Yeah, I have a friend like that where he's like, he won't like, even when it was detrimental to his health, he wouldn't sit down. Um, For me, it's, I've never been in a place where I could not, I've never been in a place where I couldn't pay my bills. I've never been in a place where I was hungry growing up. I never was like in that place where I was like, oh, how am I going to pay for gas? I remember in college having $30 in my bank account and being like, I got $30 yeah, in my bank like account. Yeah, like rich. I am. You can't, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> but also, I also stayed at my friend's house um, for a week and her boyfriend fed both of us. Shout out to uh, Brian. But so when I had $30 in my bank account, I felt like I was fine. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, I'm going to be home. It's I've never been, I've always known, I was like, you can always get money. Yeah. Always get money. That's real. Always get money. And me and my friend used to say, if you chase money, you'll never catch it. That's so real. Do you believe in like manifesting law of attraction? Do you? I mean, I'm a Christian, so I guess so. <laughs> but the things that I have like in my professional life, I don't always apply to my personal life. So that's what I'm trying to bridge. Oh, interesting. Right now. So meaning like you've had this career success, but then you don't bring that level of intention to taking care of yourself? It's not even just taking care of myself. It's like when it comes to like, you know, um, romantic relationships and stuff like that. It's the thing is everyone works off of positive reinforcement. So I've always seen positive reinforcement when it came to my professional life. When it came to my romantic life, I have not. Or interpersonal relationships, I have not. So it's, you can only, as someone who's like a visual learner, and it takes a lot of like, it's a lot of weight and like experiences and stuff like that. It's like, okay, this is how I've been treated thus far. I have to now have faith in the fact that I'm not going to be treated like this again. So there's that, but it's, which doesn't make any sense because I'm very successful in a very difficult career. Someone was like, how can you have all of this faith when it comes to work? I said, because I understand work because it's me. I'm getting what I want to get. Right. I'm doing what I need to do. When it comes to, you know, romantic partnerships, it's it's like I want to get married and have kids, which means I need to get a man to agree to marry me and have kids with me. Right, right. There's some hog tying this fucker. I don't know where he's at. I've never met him. I'm like, Jesus, please just give me, what, what do you look like? 
I don't even need his whole face. Just give me a general description. Is give me an outline. Is he tall? <laughs> like, just let me know if he's tall. And I can stop talking to these men who are eye level. Give me something. <laughs> oh, my just God. very tired of this. Yeah. So it's like, but it's me trying to like, okay, let's figure out why things are, you know, it's. I was saying to some guy that I'd gone on a date with and then the next day told me he was still in love with his ex-wife. Oh um, girl, no, no, I had a nice date. Whatever. <laughs> Did uh, Are you on an app? Like, how are you finding these people? Let me tell you something that um, I, I met him, but he knew me. I didn't know him. I stopped doing apps because there's nothing worse than logging into your phone and seeing that a whole city doesn't want to take you to get a sandwich. Just really, just all of, there's so many people here. You know, 8.5 million people live in the city. Half of them are probably men. Have you ever done this moment as stand-up? Absolutely. Because I was like, Absolutely. Yeah, there's 8.5 million people here and none of them want to take me to go get pizza or whatever stupid thing they want to go eat. Because I don't even like pizza like that. I can't find some stupid man in my phone. Because the thing is, a man to sleep with you and a man to date you is two different things. That, That is real. That is real. People act like it's not. It's, it's different. Yeah. So, because um, recently I did, um, like, you never know when the Lord's going to call you to start a ministry. And I'm trying to give people the good news. I'm trying to help. Of um, No more broke dick is really where I, it's, that's my ministry. It's a lifestyle. It's a motto. It's a movement. Stop sleeping with these broke men. <laughs> I get it. I get it. We make money now. Okay. Great. But do you think Gloria Steinem marched for you to pay for dinner? No. I've met Gloria Steinem. That's not what she did. She's a fancy lady. She didn't do that. You think this woman fought for rights? You think Ruth Bader Ginsburg was going half, was going Dutch at an Applebee's? You think that's what happened? You think Shirley Chisholm was paying for that? Ha- no. 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 Stop it. Stop it. Oh my God. My face literally hurts. Girl. I did not. I didn't know I was getting like private stand up today. And I'm it's so not, it's, it's fucking grateful how for feel. it. Yeah. This is truly how, how I do feel. you know? Like you meet some guy. What are the signs that you're like? Nope, you do not. You are broke. I'm not interested. One, you know, <laughs> you know, stop playing. You know, cut it out. You absolutely knew. You absolutely knew. What are you talking about? You were in the park on your lunch break. He was just in the park. Not Jack's laughing. It's the middle of the day. Oh, my God. You work from home. You took a little walk around the park on your lunch break. He's there every time you go to this park. He's just outside. Yeah. You know. Look at him. He's got too many bags with him. What are you doing? You know. You know. He's always hitting you up after you do something. Do you, I'm curious, encounter women in your industry who are very successful mm-hmm. and are with men that you're like, what, what? I, I heard Mindy Kaling talk about this once where she was like, there are a lot of women in star trailers right now on set with some man with them who does not have a job, who like, manages their career and she's like I've always wondered why powerful wealthy women will choose that kind of relationship over just being alone because who wants to be alone 
Yeah. I heard something on TikTok. I don't know. It was a woman saying that her grandma said once, it takes a really good man to be better than no man at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is, mm-hmm. that is real. That is real. Yeah, because, you know, as much as men want to talk about being worried about, you know, uh, I always think it's interesting when I hear men talk about, like, you know, sex toys and stuff like that, and they can do this and they can do that. No vibrator takes out the trash. It has never happened. It has never happened. No vibrator will take out a trash. No vibrator will open a jar. No vibrator will get up in the middle of the night to see what that sound was. It's not going to happen. No vibrator is tall enough to get something off that shelf. It's never happened. Someone has to put this furniture together. So it's the point where I've heard a lot of men. It's like if you've heard men say, it's like, well, as women make as much money as us, they won't need us. It's like, yeah, but we want, we've always wanted y'all. That's the thing, man. I Like, I'm so glad you said that because I've heard this too. And I always think if I want you, that is a thousand times more powerful than if I need you. But that's not how men are wired. Right. So we have to remember that. Right. They need remember us to that need they, them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. So you have to, but because they've been taught that need is very much like a need. As in, I can't live indoors if you're not here. Like I need you. But then there's so many men worried about women being gold diggers. But y'all won't give us money. Give us money, and then you'll see who the fuck is a gold digger. That's real. If you let me make as much money as you, this worry that you have that women, you're worried that women are gold diggers, but you spend a lot of time putting gold in my face. That's why ugly men always have nice cars. I got a hit on yesterday at yeah. a, in a hotel lobby. Fun. And I've never, literally, I'm 40 years old, I've never been hit on where I knew what was happening, and I just caved in on myself. I had no idea how to function. I was like, uh, uh. Nah, do it back. No, I'm on, I am gonna, I also love my boyfriend, very happy in a relationship and no, no game, so awkward. And I left and I was like, what happened? You can really just, you can just look at him and go, no, thank you. <laughs> just from the bottom of your chest. Well, I also, I was like, it take. he wasn't creepy. He just came over to talk. And I was like, it takes a lot of courage to do that. So no, it doesn't. You don't think so? No, the fuck it doesn't. We do this for men all the time. You're right. It takes so much courage to talk to somebody. You're right. How many stupid conversations do you have in a day just to get a coffee? You're right. Just to get something to eat. You're right. The way we, we all casually flirt with each other to get things done. Yeah, that's real. It doesn't take, we give men so much credit. You're right. We, Honestly, because I was like, I wasn't putting off any indication that I wanted to talk have, to anybody. No, no, I was no, literally no, no, working. No, no, He saw you. Right. And wanted to sleep with you. Right. And so he came and talked to you. Right. You're because right. Because this whole, one, I don't, it's, he wanted to find out if he wanted to sleep with you. Yeah. Or he wanted to just see if you were available. Right. Or sometimes these people just want to know that they can. Yeah. But it does not take courage to go bother somebody. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because of one, if you were down at your computer and he walked over and interrupted, he's an asshole. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You see me working. 
So what he did, he popped over, didn't see a wedding ring. Okay, what's the campaign? Right, right. He saw your necklace. I was like, all right, she's probably got kids or some nieces and some nephews. Yep. There's children in her life. Let's see what's going on. 100%. So now, but what's confusing for me is now because of where I am, there are men who just want to know me. Yep. And that. That's, yep. That is some bullshit. Yeah. Go away. Right. Sir. Right. I'm if, not about to help you get apart. I'm like, not, no, no, not, not going to help. They just want to be friends. Sir. <laughs> sir. I know we have been talking about men and women being friends. Fine. So if you want to be friends, then act like a friend. Yeah. All of this flirty nonsense you are doing. It's not friendly. That's not friendly because now you're playing with me. And I'll burn your fucking house down. No, sir. Do not. I just I just stopped talking to somebody the other week for that nonsense. Yeah. So like, you just want us to be friends. Then what? It, what is this? Right. What is this? Why are you doing these things? Why are you talking to me the way you talk to me? Why are you t- communicating? What do you want? What's well, your dream? Like you get to wave a magic wand and a celebrity, not not to be with a celebrity, but who's your type that you're like that? That's like if I could if I could attract anyone into my life, it would be a guy like that. Ooh. And maybe this is dangerous because you're actually a celebrity. Yeah, I can't so answer this like, question. You're I can't like, answer this question. Uh, I know that um, person. I can say I recently met Morris Chestnut. Oh, man. we don't make that man anymore. Whatever we were printing him out, whenever these were coming off the lot. Right. He is a GM car. Right. The factory is closed. Detroit is finished. We are not making this man anymore. Oh, my God. Him. Also, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Ter- oh, he's so beautiful. He's also a menace. So- a fucking problem. Uh, and that's just, you can just Google that. I'm not talking shit. Just <laughs> type in Terrence Howard. A problem. And it'll, 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 it'll come up. He's a very sweet man. I assume, I don't know. But yeah, Morris Chestnut, we're not making that man anymore. Yeah. It's not I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened in in time and space. But it's the fact done. the doors of the factory have closed. There's a couple other I'm not gonna say not I'll gonna say, say that okay. because he's married. Right. And I have no chance. Right. That is the type of okay. man. Okay. So it's like one, you can get in trouble if a man's just tall. Um <laughs> that's an issue. Uh the thing is, I'm 5'4", so it doesn't take a lot to be taller than me. Right. No one believes I'm 5'4", but I am. So it's because I am, because people think it's like, it's like it doesn't have to be, you know, the money thing. I was like, listen, if because we've all heard this thing of, you know, if women don't need us, then what are we going to do? If women don't need us, all we're going to do if a man can't feel like he he can provide for you, he's going to resent you. Yeah. It takes a very, and I'm not trying to like speak about all men, mm-hmm. but as a woman, we've all dealt with men where it's like, if you make even a little bit more money than him or you're a little bit more successful than him, God forbid being way more successful with him, then he's going to resent you. You know, I remember I always remember the term, uh, the phrase being equally yoked from the Bible. Yep. And I understand that more now. 100%. Because it's, listen, even if you don't make, if you make half as much as what I make, right? This is the thing. You, your, your draws can't be in my house if you can't pay a bill. You can't, it, it can't be. If you can't pay half 
because there was this guy who asked me to marry him recently and he wanted me to quit my job, quit all of my jobs. This is like a person you were dating? But not for long enough for him okay. to ask you okay. for doing I was this. Like, well, okay. When I definitely not long enough because it was only a month. He, I was having fun and he was serious. And so he lived, he, it was long distance and I met him and then I saw him again. And he wanted me to quit my job and move to where he was. And I was like, no. Yeah, that's nuts. And he's like, I make enough money to take care of you and a baby. And I was like, but it's not just me. Right. It's, I take care of my mother. Mm -hmm. I take care of my family. Mm -hmm. I pay my mother's mortgage. Mm -hmm. I take care of my mother, my brother, a cat, and a dog. Right. So that's a whole other, that's my, so it's not just me. Yep. It's a whole family. There's other people. So you're not, so if you can't bring all of us to where (laughs) you are, you're going to put all of us in a one bedroom apartment? Yeah. Also for having a kid, we need another bedroom. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. Wild. And he was like, I just thought that I was worth enough for you to do that. And I was like, I've only known you for a month. And by the way, worth enough for you to give up your whole life. My whole life. This is crazy. I've been working for this since I was a kid. Literally. I've been acting and singing since I was a child. Right. Truly. Yeah. A child. Yes. And you, I was like, I got it. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. go. This, what the fuck? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. And then you're short. Go away. Yeah, get I can't. I'm on your shoulders trying to get something off a shelf. Get out of here, bro. Just, um, I mean, we keep calling them short kings, but should we? I'm just being an asshole. Short oh. men are fine. Someone needs to, I don't know, clean under things. You're gonna be so mad at me. I truly don't care. Honestly, though, you have to find it is if you go back to this idea of equally yoked. Mm -hmm. I heard someone say once that you have to have a partner that can meet you head to head, heart to heart, toe to toe. Mm -hmm. Head to head, meaning whatever's going on up here, we're on the same level. You understand my intelligence. Heart to heart, meaning you have the same values. And toe to toe means you can hold me accountable. You can stand up to me if I fuck up. I can do the same to you. Right. And that's what a a relationship is. Right. And I think I, I know what it's like to be single after you have career success and mm-hmm. you're like, do any of you even like me or you just want me to like tag you on Instagram? Right. So, and it, I can't even imagine like to be, especially in this city. Now I've not, never lived in New York, so I'm speaking oh, out of my ass, but it feels like God it would be bless. super hard. Well, I've never lived somewhere where men don't approach women. Mm. But I've also like just from being on apps here, it was so funny. First of all, being on the apps during the pandemic was Wild. I bet. Um, there was a lot of people who had just gotten out of a relationship. Just gotten out of a relationship. Just got. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. But it was interesting to like meet men on there and are just like, uh, so are, what are you looking for? They're like, are you just looking for hookups? Or because I was like, I was assuming that's what a lot of women, but a lot of guys were like, I'm looking for a relationship. And there's a lot of women on here who just want hookups and I was like is he right, like for unhappy real? about this yeah but I can under I'm, I understand it more because I think we're just going to get to a place where like I think we're going to go backwards mm-hmm. we're like I don't know maybe a thousand years from now if we haven't set the planet on fire even 200 maybe a hundred years from now it'll just be women live in a collective space yeah 
if you want a man, he'll come when he and then he right. leaves. It's like that world from Wonder Woman, which basically we all just want to get to. It's that like, they all just live there together. They're all beautiful, no problems. Every once in a while, you leave the scared to go find someone, some and dummy, then he, and yeah. then you come back. You're yeah. like, just do the We're thing. We're good. Yeah, and it's one men would never let us do that. <laughs> uh, in the same way that white people can't leave black people alone. Men, it's it. It would be because be like, well, what are y'all? What are y'all? What are y'all doing? It's like nothing. Right. We're just cooking. Yeah. We're just working. Taking we're, a nap. We're just taking a nap. We're yeah. not being assaulted. What right. are you? So you you y'all need y'all need nap? No, we don't need. We're good. It, women can be plumbers too. Yeah. We all went to school. We don't need. We're good. We got anything. It. We're fine. So you you you're yes, sir. We know. We know where y'all are at. If we but, need you, we'll let you know. If we need you, we'll let yeah. you know. Yeah. Close the gates. Like, yeah. I don't. Are the sharks still in the moat? Yeah. So it's like, how did he get in here? Yeah. Oh, they catapulted themselves inside. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to say, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash hosting. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I've always been confused 
by white people who could say America's not racist because X thing yeah. happened. Yeah. I was on a podcast and a comic told me they didn't think America was racist because there was a black lady on a TV show in the 70s. And I was like, what? Someone said that? Yeah, on a podcast. And I was like. What did you say back? I went, what? How do you even sit there? What? Like, I said, I don't think you've been paying. Yeah. Attention? Yeah. There's, a, there's so many things. I mean, right? I don't, you know what? If something doesn't directly affect you, mm. then you don't think it exists. Right. Yeah. So. Well, it's if something doesn't affect you in your mind negatively, mm-hmm. because racism affects literally every person. If you are a white person, it's affecting you because it's how you're treating other people, but mm-hmm. you don't see that as a bad thing. No. So you don't hold awareness of it. Right. And it's also, we don't see the influence that it has on other groups of people. Right. Right. So it's the racism that one group of color can experience from another group of color. Yeah. Because yeah. they're trying to be associated with whiteness. Right. So I've been racially profiled by a person of color who was darker than me. Mm. And I wanted to go, sweetie, <laughs> where are you? What? Are you? what? Right. So just because of what your background is, you think that you are somehow better than me. But they don't like you either. So what are we doing now? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Because I remember talking to one of my friends and I was just like, just having a moment where it was just like, it's so weird to know that people viscerally hate you and you've never met them. Yeah. Because it's like, if you give me a smooth 10 minutes, I will earn that hate. Ooh, give me time. Let me earn it. Let me earn it. Let me me earn it. it. Or just because I'm black? Yeah. Boo. Try harder. Boring. Boring. Yeah. Oh, because I'm a black lady who's plus size, you want to hate me? You sound like a bitch. Come talk to me. And I'll make sure you not nothing good to ever happen in my life. Give me a chance. And I was talking to him about it. And he was like, you know, this like it's not personal. I said, it is personal. He said, but they don't know you. I said, that's what makes it worse. Yeah. And I was talking to him and I looked at him and I said, but they hate you too. And he was like, wait, what? I said, you're Jewish. The same people that hate me hate you. And he was like, ah. And then we were both kind of sitting there and I was like, I just fucked up this whole day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Sorry. It's the, it's the same people. Yeah. It's this, it's the DNA of our country. It's the yes. foundation of this country is racist. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting because it's, you know, and I love the number of people that have turned this podcast off by now. Because they're like, that wasn't supposed to happen. They were supposed to talk about crafting. Nah, beach. No. this is a stream no. of consciousness podcast. Yeah, we talk about everything. It's just there's so many times where you just go, why? Why? And for what? Yeah. And it's the, I did a piece on the show about the census. We're trying to tell people how important it is for people of color, especially, to do the census. Okay, there's houses and there's people in the houses and there's kids in these houses. So you have to find ways to figure this out. To figure it out. But you start with a census. Yes. Here's how many people are in our house. Right. Yeah. So you go from 1990. If you go from 1990 to the year 2000 in Gwinnett County, Georgia, that's probably a million more people. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. You have to be able to say, this is who's here. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're in an underserved area. They love blaming it on the people who live there. Absolutely. My area is underserved because you don't want me to be better. 
Because that's why I think like the idea of the Illuminati is so interesting. Okay, yeah, let's go here. Only because it's, I think the Illuminati was created by poor people to explain to themselves why they're poor. Mm. Because they're like, oh, well, this rich person, like, do you think that Jay-Z and Beyonce are sitting in a room to try to make sure that you are still poor? Do you think that's actually happening? Do you think that rich celebrities are sitting in a room to make sure that you are not okay? That is not the room of people that is making sure that you yeah. are poor. I was like, no, I think that room exists. That room is Congress. It's not, yeah, it's not Beyonce or Jay-Z. The room is Congress. Yeah, yeah. The room is the House and the Senate of your state. Mm. It is the House and the Senate of the federal government. That is the room of people who is making sure you stay poor. That is your mayor's office. That is all of the all of the government that you don't want to vote for. Those are those are the places that are making sure that you stay poor. Beyonce was in the body bitch and thinking about you. Jay-Z got another Basquiat wig to buy. He's not thinking about you. People are always worried about who the president is. The president people like I remember somebody going like some white man said to me I work with, he was like, well, what did Obama, you know, what did he do for black people? I said, one, if he did anything for black people, they'd have killed him. Two, it is not the president's job to write laws. I don't know who forgot social studies. I don't know how we all forgot social studies. That is not the president's job. It is not. It has never been. The election that has the biggest turnout is the presidential election. Yeah. And that is the one that we can almost pay the least amount of attention to. Yeah, it's the it's the thing that will least affect your day-to-day life. Your day-to-day life. So I don't know who's running around telling people that it's not important to vote. If it wasn't important to vote, they wouldn't keep trying to take the right away from people. Ooh, shit. Right? Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, God, that's so good. If it wasn't important, there wouldn't be voter suppression And I'm not the first person to say this. Was, this yeah. is the whole phrase of the civil rights movement. Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole slogan of civil rights movement. If voting wasn't important, they would not let us do it. So they had literacy tests on other wild shit. Yeah. I think the thing is, uh, Ron Funches' podcast is really great. I mean, and it makes a lot more sense to me now than it did before. But it's like, the thing that I'm working on the most is being nice to myself. I think we're all very hard on ourselves. And I was saying to someone, I was like a... The longest relationship you'll ever be in in your life is with yourself. Amen. So the fact that two of my friends who live on complete on different sides of the country within years of each other both said to me, if someone spoke to me the way I speak to me, they would fight them. I was like, okay. That means I'm not being nice yeah. to myself. Yeah. And you don't notice it because you do something for so long. You don't know. Right. So I didn't know that's how I was. Yeah. It's like, it's just this ambient noise in the back here. You don't even like really consciously think about the things that you're saying. Mm -mm. And so, but they're little things. It's just a little jab here and a little jab here. And so it's like, it's trying to speak to myself nicer, trying to give myself grace. Also, not everything has to happen today. You can be late. I just remember things aren't as big of a deal as I think they are. I have to realize a lot of times that people, people put you on their schedule. And in the words of my mother, I don't work for you. Even trauma, like, you know, they found out that trauma is, is like, can be passed down genetically. 100%. 
go to therapy. I know we don't go. I know it's white people shit. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Go to therapy. Yeah. I don't it's sometimes your insurance will pay for it. Sometimes there's there's all these kind of programs. You know, Taraji P. Henson has a foundation she started for like, you know, black mental health, black women's mental health. It's just go to therapy. Yeah. Go to therapy, go to therapy. I, it took me a long time to go. The only reason I went is because my manager not begged me, but every time I spoke to him, he was like, please. And one day I said to him, I was like, I said, are you tired of me? I said, are you tired of asking me to go to therapy? He said, he said, I'm not tired of asking you to go. I'm tired of you not going. Six months and I do feel better. My friends have been like, you seem calmer. And I was like, what was I doing before? And they're like, no, not the point. Don't think about that. I was like, was I really like, stop it. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> you need to chill. We're telling you you're doing okay. You need to relax. Yeah, just be nice to yourself. And if that's just, there's always something at work you don't want to do. And there's always someone else to do it. <laughs> if you work in an office, you're not helping anybody. Right, right. You're not. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> the number of office jobs that I've been at have been like, this is not going to help. Yeah, what is. In the slightest uh, bit. Yeah, I'm making copies. I don't know. Thank you for, yeah. I don't even know if they make copies. Every, listen, every meeting can be an email and every email could be a text message. <laughs> and that's the wisdom. Of that's it. it. I mean, that's, that's it. That's it. Stop having meetings. No one's helping. It's not unless there's food. <laughs> then well, if we're eating at fine. this meeting, then it's fine. Yeah, then it's a lunch. It's just, it's great. just a lunch. It's great. If there's no lunch at your meeting, you're not yeah. doing it. Right. Yeah, we're doing it. Don't make right. people sit in here and watch this PowerPoint with no food. Fuck out of here. Yeah, get out of here. If uh, people want to hang out with you, they want to see you do stand up, they want to follow you on social, will you tell them where to find you? Um, I'm on Al Gore's internet in various places. Uh, I have a whole website, dulcesloan.com, because you know you need that. Um, it's D U L C E S L O A N. And I'm on all of this. I'm on the TikTok. What a fun place. We want to hate it, but you can't. I learned so much. Oh, I really do, man. Listen, Polynesian TikTok, you ever watch the haka? Girl, get your life together. You have to. So beautiful. So many thighs. So beautiful. So many, so thighs. many thighs. But yeah, on all the socials, dulcesloan.com. Um, and the name of the lip box company is Giggle Gloss. Awesome. And it launches on April the 1st. And thank you. God bless. She yeah. just loves you and your mom does too. I hope so. Maybe she's a nice lady. I don't know about nothing about her. Bye. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.